You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hey, hey, Jess O'Reilly here on my own today because I'm on the road and this is going to be a quickie because my speaking tour is keeping me super busy with flights every morning and speeches at least every night. I have just landed in Vancouver via Calgary, via Saskatoon, via D.C., via Ottawa this week. And I'm here for the Taboo Naughty But Nice show with WeVibe. I'll be offering seminars on a range of topics this weekend down at Canada Place if you happen to be in the Vancouver area. So I'm going to keep this brief and share my thoughts, perhaps a little bit of a rant, on the topic of micro-cheating. Micro-cheating. So this is a pop culture term that classifies a huge range of common behaviors as cheating. So some of the behaviors that have made the micro-cheating list include using emoticons when you're texting people, liking too many photos on on somebody's account, posting sexy selfies, having friends of the opposite sex or of the gender to which you're attracted, which is super confusing for those of us who are attracted to all genders, Uh, having private DM conversations, being in touch with an ex, flirting. And I think this concept of micro-cheating is absurd. What specifically constitutes cheating is subjective, but the micro-cheating expectations set some very narrow guidelines that I don't think most people can stay within. And in fact, I think some of these limitations set by micro-cheating are rooted in control and possession and monitoring And this has the potential to undermine respect, love, and personal autonomy in relationships. And I guess micro-cheating is rooted in the feeling of discomfort. The idea that if my partner does something that makes me uncomfortable, I'm going to classify it as micro-cheating. Now, certainly some of the behaviors on the micro-cheating list can cause tension in a relationship, but tension itself is not evidence that your behavior is inappropriate. Compatibility and monogamy are really subjective concepts, as is what is appropriate. So one person might be fine with their partner dancing with someone else, and another person might find it threatening, and neither response is more valid than the other, but it's up to you and your partner to talk about your expectations, your boundaries, and your emotional response to a range of behaviors. I'll tell you, I'm a lot more concerned with the desire the desire to control your partner's behavior than I am about the actual behaviors on this so-called micro-cheating list. Now, you might disagree on the boundaries of monogamy, and you might disagree on the definitions of cheating, and You know, if if that's the case, you might run into an issue of compatibility because there is no universal standard and our expectations of relationships are personal, cultural, even regional. So you have to talk about issues and behaviors from the onset. And it's a conversation that is ongoing and requires vulnerability and work and compromise. I think what's important is that we acknowledge that you don't get to call the shots And you can't assume that monogamy means the same thing to everyone because it doesn't. We have a wealth of data supporting the fact that monogamy means different things to different people. But you don't want to get so hung up on your belief that you are the ultimate arbiter of right and wrong 
that you make assumptions about what your partner wants and you force your expectations, your values upon them. And if you talk about monogamy or what constitutes cheating and you disagree, you might be at an impasse. You might be incompatible. But you might also just need to be more flexible. If you expect to find someone who agrees with you on everything, stop looking. They don't exist. Of course, it feels like that when you first meet someone because you're so in love and those limerence chemicals are flooding the body. You got adrenaline rush, norepinephrine rush, a rush in dopamine, fluctuations in serotonin. It feels so good, but they're not perfect for you. I can assure you that over time, you already know this, there are going to be significant differences in your definitions of monogamy, your definitions of cheating, and your expectations. So you need to talk about it and you need to dig deep and get vulnerable and talk about your feelings first. Feelings. If something makes you uncomfortable, you need to identify the emotion associated underpinning that discomfort. Is it insecurity? Is it self-consciousness? Is there a fear? Are you experiencing a threat of loss or another negative emotion? Talk about the feeling that underlies your desire or your belief or your discomfort as opposed to debating the righteousness of a specific behavior. So for example, if you don't want your partner to talk to their ex, talk about how it makes you feel as opposed to discrediting the person or attacking the behavior. When you show vulnerability, we know it leads to these more honest and meaningful conversations in loving relationships. And if you're the partner that is engaging in a behavior that causes tension, you don't necessarily have to stop, but you want to consider your partner's feelings. Ask yourself why it's important to you. Why do you do it? If you're chatting with your ex, is it because you're secretly hoping that they'll be a re-spark, a new intimate connection, or are you just in touch with them because they're an important person in your life and you like them? I think conveying the underlying motivation and the feelings attached to the behavior is going to help your partner to understand why you're engaging in this behavior and maybe help them to be a little bit more flexible. We will all be so much better off if we stop trying to control one another especially with the shaming language of micro-cheating. So let's focus on what we feel, what we want, as opposed to attacking behaviors because that gets us nowhere. That is my quickie. I have to stop now. I'm heading to stage shortly at Canada Place. I hope wherever you're at, you have a great one. If you are in Vancouver, be sure to come say hi. Brennan's going to be joining me as well. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.